What's going on, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning in to the fifth episode of Good Game We Lost, Woo! also known as the Internet's Worst Gaming Podcast, and as the Internet's Worst Gaming Host, ho- or podcast host, I guess I should have thrown that in there. My name is Tyler, uh, and joining me, as he always will be, is the Internet's, wor- the Internet's Worst Gaming Podcast co-host, Dominic. What's going on, Dominic? It's all a bit. Don't I'm worry. A bit hurt. It's all. It's all a bit. Do not worry. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm doing good. Other than <laughs> buying. And I guess technically living up to her reputation, Misha is not here. Is the internet's worst gaming <laughs> producer. <laughs> but that that statement's actually true. I I mean, at this point, we're sorry, Misha. We got to take in. We got to take easy shots where we can get them here, since we're running a two man rickety operation. Uh, we may be actually having. Um, a an extra guest going forward. We're trying to get that worked out. Uh, possibly Romeo, if you're familiar with uh, Arizona Movie Club, my older podcast, which is still somehow getting more listens than this. I got to do more promo. Speaking of that promo, oh crap! Uh, you can you can reach out to us uh, via Instagram or Facebook. We're a good game. We lost. Um, just search that, and we're the first thing that pops up. Or of course, you can email us at ggwelostpod at gmail.com. Um, and those really, I would say social media is probably the easiest way to get a hold of us right now. Um, hopefully, you know, we can elaborate more going forward and get a Reddit possibly if Dominic lives up to his promises this time. Um, or, wow. uh, and then hopefully YouTube, I'm working on getting us a, a visual portion of this podcast coming hopefully at the beginning of next year. Um, probably right after our Goaties podcast. Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time ever, we appreciate it so much. Please listen. Um, I, I mean, you are listening. Please continue to listen, like, rate, and subscribe, um, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Amazon. Amazon. I need to work on getting us back on Stitcher. It wasn't allowing. It was, it was being real weird. Um, but if you have any other suggestions, I know Pocket Cast is another one I'm looking at getting us on. If you have any other suggestions, please, by all means, let me know, and I'll do what I can to get us up on there. Uh, this episode, we're talking about bug snacks, baby. As well as rev- Ghost Runner, <laughs> Dominic's going to be reviewing. Uh, is it his goatee so far? Tune in to find out. Uh, he's going to be talking some Ghost Runner and reviewing that. Uh, if you're wondering what's coming up the pipe, well, we do co- we do record every two weeks, um, and next week or not next week it's coming out, and then the week after is when we'll be uh, reviewing slash talking about it. Uh, and we're going to have Cyberpunk 2077. It's out. It's where it's going to be coming game. out. And yeah, and Dominic will and probably reviewing Hades. Dominic will probably join the the Goaty discussion with Hades. Um, and just we do have Goaty discussions coming. That will most likely the way our schedule should work out will be New Year's Day. Um, and you oh, know really? Misha, yeah, Man. Misha will join in. I know, right? Perfect. Misha will join in. Um, hopefully as the producer. But I what I want to do for that Goaty special is cycle in some guests. Uh, Andy. Is actually one of my former co-hosts with Good Ga- or with the Arizona Movie Club. He'll be coming in to talk cyberpunk most likely next episode. I have um, a friend who has Cold War. If we need him, no, we're good. I don't need Call of Duty Cold War takes in here. Uh, but that's my goal is to have some guests cycle in so everyone can just kind of talk uh, about their favorite games of the year. I can just say they said it was not good. Okay, fair enough. I I'm not a Call of Duty person. I didn't feel like that was necessary for the Goaties. I played Warzone this year. It was fine. I still prefer Fortnite. I played it once, and I was like, get this hot trash out of my face. You're going to have people coming for you for that take. I don't even care. Like, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was fine. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, but 
but yeah, so that's the goal. I just want it to be kind of a celebration of video games. Like, I don't, it'll turn into a war at the end when me, Dominic, and maybe Misha lock in our final <laughs> votes for Goaty. Um, I feel like I'm going to be like ambushed. <laughs> but ultimately, ultimately, uh, I just wanted everybody to talk about their favorite games, their gaming experiences this year, because it's been one of the weirdest years ever. I feel like a lot of people out there have probably played more games than they traditionally do, but, you know, I mean, maybe they didn't. Maybe the quarantine and depression has, like, affected them differently. Uh, so it's it's been a weird year, and I've played, actually, probably more video games this year than I have the past couple, especially just with this podcast. I think it's really forced me when I don't always want to to, yeah, to turn same, on some games. Yeah, I'm, I barely <laughs> even beat it. Uh, Ghost Runner. And I mean, yeah, Cyberpunk's gonna end my life and my PlayStation Four. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, maybe I can secure a PS Five before if in this week that would be awesome. Uh, when does Ghost Runner come out fully? Like what day? Ghost Runner's out already. Not oh crap, Cyberpunk. I meant, uh, Cyberpunk. Why did I say Ghost Runner? Uh, the tenth. The tenth. Which is what? Sh- that's that's Thursday. Tuesday. No, Monday's the seventh, no, eighth. So it is yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Probably bad. Wednesday at nine. Um, I'm gonna try and play something else too, just for the next pod. I'm gonna try to play something else other than Hades. I was thinking maybe Outer Wilds, which is like supposed to be a really good game from last year. It's an I, indie one. Yeah. That I've, I've heard a lot Wilds. of good things about. Are you sure you're thinking Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds? No, I know what Outer Wilds is. It's basically like that really cool retro space game. It's yeah. Uh. It looks incredibly cool, and I've just heard nothing but glowing praise about it. People, like people that are really smart that I know that I follow on Twitter uh, at Cosmos, if you want, he basically like put his stamp on saying it is the best. Uh, it was the best game of last year, hands down. And he felt similarly about Hades, which I disagree. But he's not a PlayStation guy, anyways. But he also s- thinks that Breath of the Wild is one of the best games of all time. So his opinion is valid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is 100% agreed upon. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Misha's not here. We're going to ratio her ass all we want. Breath of the Wild is the greatest open world game ever. Red Dead 2 can eat shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was thinking, uh, and if you think this is a good idea, if you're listening for the first time, because hopefully I'm going to try and promote this podcast more, do a better job on social media. I'll so try. If, yeah, and Dominic will hopefully try with the Reddit. But uh, if you're interested at all, if this sounds like a good idea, it's going to take some work from me, so I need some input. But I was thinking of doing a game of the generation bracket and doing my part in going through the generation and playing some so of the heavy hitters. Are we going to be doing, like, we get the best game of each year, and then we just put them out and, like... Yeah, and I'll freaking, actually play them. Like, it's like a smash tournament. <laughs> it's kind of an excuse also to, like, I never played The Witcher 3. I put it down. So I'd like to kind of maybe, especially after coming off of Cyberpunk with CD Projekt Red, maybe putting in some hours into The Witcher and playing that, and then also getting an excuse to play The Outer Wilds and finally beating Horizon and God of War and just kind of going yeah. through and playing those games. Playing um, and I feel like the beginning of next year, outside of Hitman 3, which we're going to do and we'll hopefully be able to stream and do some VR streams with that, Ooh. outside of Hit, or Hitman 3, outside of that... You said Hitman 3. Okay, I was making sure I didn't say 2. <laughs> outside of that, I don't think we're going to do... There's going to be a lot of new stuff early, so... And we're still technically in the PS4 generation, kind of, sort of. So I'd like to just go through and really play all those games. Oh, and then Red Dead 2, of course. Uh, So that way I can definitively tell Misha, this game was a lot of fun. Breath of the Wild is still a goat, baby! (laughs) 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 I just, I don't know if there's much that can change that. That game was magical for me. So I I feel like even if we do do that uh, like battle royale of the generation... Then yeah, it's gonna be weird too. Do we count Breath of the Wild as that part of that, or are we doing yes. strictly? 
And it's funny, I don't even feel like I necessarily need an Xbox to play any of those games because what none of their exclusives really... Other than Halo. Uh, 5 wasn't critically well-received. Was that really the only one that came out in the gen? Yeah, because they released the Master Chief Collection. 4 was right before last gen. 5 came Dang. out, and then Infinite was supposed to be this year, and it will come out on the 1 still... But it's not technically going to be a solo gen now. It'll probably come out a Series X slash, you know, mm-hmm. one. It'll be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are just some of the plans we've got coming up the pipeline. Trying to keep you guys excited, engaged, um, and hopefully get more listeners, build a better community here. Because uh, I know personally that helps me get more excited about playing more games. And uh, I'm still having fun. I'm still having a good time. But like, snacks. I guess I'll just get into it. There were times where I was just like, I didn't feel... It wasn't a bad game, but I was talking about why I didn't like Among Us sometimes was like the gameplay loop wasn't bad. It just didn't hook me. Now, Among Us has no actual gameplay, really. Um, Bugsnacks very much does, but it's it's not something that I was craving. I wasn't and spoilers for I'll, I'll give a spoiler free, I guess, for Bugsnacks first, um, just to be fair, if you want to hear my opinions on it. So continuing where i left off i wasn't craving it i didn't feel like every time i stepped away from the game i was like i can't wait to play bug snacks again and that's not saying it's a bad game i'm gonna give it a pretty decent score the ending is it's not as bananas as everyone says to me but then there's a second ending that's like really crazy so i thought that was was pretty cool and the story weirdly enough ended up being what compelled me the gameplay is essentially i know people have said pokemon snap which i guess i get but it feels fairly pokemon-esque uh except for instead uh, i was gonna say is it like slime rancher in that kind of aspect i didn't want you to play enough of slime rancher so uh, it so does it's like a corral system into where you collect slimes but instead of putting them in like pokeballs you're gonna put them in a corral so you can like so the general think of it as like gotta catch like literally the trophy for getting all of them is gotta catch them all. So they're aware of the influence and the creator originally said one of the creators said like he had a tweet from a long time ago where he's like I want to make a game that's Viva Pinata meets Pokemon Snap and he's it's kind of there in that sense. Um, but to me, what it feels like is Pokemon, but the mini games are uh, but instead of catching them just with battles, they're they're basically mini puzzles. So, mm. like, you figure out, you're figuring out their patterns, their hunt. Sometimes all you can see is the pattern, and you're like, how the hell do I catch this? There's a couple of them that are fairly hard, and I'm an idiot, so a couple of them I had to look up. I'm not going to sit here in front like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I did find <laughs> out how to catch, I would say, like, so it's like the most of thing. them, maybe three or four. Like, it literally was like probably like three that I couldn't catch on my own. So it's like the shrine thing in Breath of the Wild. It's not like... They're too hard, but then again, there's just those ones like we're we're stupid. <laughs> yeah, and there's some that are funny because it's like you'll try all these things that the game has constantly told you like this is how you catch something, and then there's towards the end there's one specifically. This is a minor spoiler; it's not story related. Um, but there's I, I think it's called like a flap jam or something. It's basically like a butterfly that's a piece of toast or a piece of bread with uh, jelly on it and your jam, and like all the flying 
bug snacks, you like launch your trap at for most of the game, uh, and then you catch it midair, or it's like you do something of that nature, or you create a trip wire up top, and you can't really do that with this because you're on the top of a mountain. And I'm like, how the hell do I do this? After a while, I was getting frustrated, so I looked it up. You shoot sauces at things, right? And one of those is peanut butter. You shoot it with peanut butter, and it falls down. Like, it weighs it down and sticks together, and it falls down. So it's, like, super easy to do. But because no flying ant- bug snack is caught that way, I was just like... It made sense. It was brilliant, but I was yeah. also like, that's infuriating because no, that's not the way it works with any other flying bug snack. Um, and I will say a lot of them are really clever, really th- well thought out. Um, the story is fun. And the I would say like the setting of the island is very fun. I enjoyed it. I would say there's some bad trophies in there. And I would say their trophy system almost <laughs> ruined the flow of the game. For And like, that's on me. I'm not going to fully give their and i don't think it's a super hard platinum necessarily but i think the way they laid out the trophies to me it and because i wanted to one shot it it discouraged how i would have played the game normally which probably would have made me enjoy it a little bit more because i would have been more focused on the story instead of catching every bug snack so can you like beat the story and then go back and get all the trophies yes you have to like you can okay so it's not like you have to like say in a level based game you have to do a level a certain way. Now, I will... So, no, it's not like that, but I will say, because of how weird and bonkers the ending is, when it... The point in which it puts you back and lets you go back and get those trophies feels very wrong. It feels very weird knowing what you've known in the game. And that's what I'll say about that. So, I would say the gameplay is fun, really clever, but it wears itself out. Like... I'm not craving to catch more bug snacks. I hope they make a sequel because the story gets nuts at the end, and I'd like to see more of that. Um, and I'd like to see new types of bug snacks, of course. But I think they probably could have. I mean, if they had made like ten less or twenty less to make going out of your way to catch every single, they like, should have made a hundred and fifty. There's basically some dupes that of bug snacks that you have to catch. And one of them, which I'll talk about, I won't spoil anything else, so I'll talk about it in the spoilers. But one of them was so annoying and is weather-based. And you can't control the weather cycle at all. And it's it's a night. Like, there are a couple of minor annoyances I definitely had with... I think you could just shrink the catalog a little bit, make it more natural to catch every bug snack the way the story goes to make the platinum easier. And I again, I realize some of this is on me wanting the platinum. Um, but, like, people are going to do that. You have to understand that. Um... I think it's, and then the setting-wise, like I said, I did love the island. Uh, I read a tweet from Janet Garcia at IGN, uh, at Game Onesis on Twitter, if you want to follow her. She's great. She compared it, because one of her favorite games of all time is Jack and Daxter, and she compared it very much, the villagers and the reason you're there, like, you care about these villagers, and it definitely, once she said it, and I was playing it, I was like, yeah, I get those vibes. It's very reminiscent of the first village in Jack and Daxter. Oh, yeah. Like that whole first section where you have, like, you're doing tasks for those villagers. It's like if there were more, even more depth to those villagers, and there was a whole game about being in that kind of setting. uh, Very reminiscent of that. You get those vibes. And I was like, yeah, that's a, that was a good observation to me because I probably wouldn't have made it not thinking of that. But once I thought of it, like, it was hard to get out of my head. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think of a game that's like that. 
I, I mean, like, I could see the Slime Rancher comparison, no, kind of. No, it's definitely not like that. I'm just saying, like, it's cutesy and it's indie, was oh, where yeah. I was going with that. Um, but, like, I would say fundamentally, yeah, it's, it's definitely more Pokemon meets... V- I can see the V... I've never played Viva Pinata, but from what I've seen of it, I can definitely get those vibes. That's about all I have, spoiler-free. Again, I did enjoy it. It's $25. Uh, it's... The people that made it are, are good people. Um, the publicists, Pop Agenda Games, they work with smaller indies, which I talked about, and that's... Uh, Jean Viev Setange Miller, uh, that's Greg Miller's wife, and she's she's wonderful. Their fun follows that? on. He, Greg Miller says it so much on his podcast that I've. It's one of those things you kind of just like. Plus, I also don't want to butcher people's names when they're not necessarily pronounced natively and like American English. <laughs> I say American English because it like the, you know they Slime. still English and they still speak English in Canada. It's not, but French Canadian. That's I'm. As as tradition with spoiler free reviews, I'm not going to give my score. If you have zero interest in bug snacks, it seems fun and nice, but you're never gonna actually play and you're not worried about spoilers. They're starting now, and I will give my review or I'll give my score. Um you are thinking about playing this game, Nick. Yes. Will the spoilers review ruin it for you? No. Okay. So this game gets fucking wild. It gets weird at the end. You legit so bug snacks are parasites, yes, and basically they're evil. Oh wow! And they are like intentional. Like they, you kind of get very conspiracy theory vibes going on, like hinted in the story. And there's like this hint of this queen of bug snacks, and like they get scared because you're like corralling. The whole purpose of the story is you get invited to this island as this reporter. You have this video sent to you by this. Elizabeth Megafig, she's the one. You're like these little monsters that, that are called grumps, and you're basically like orange blob people, you know, like mm-hmm. just very uh, nice. And you get invited to this island, and essentially she's gone. All the villagers that were there kind of dispersed because there was a giant argument. And you're so you're trying to kind of help them piece their village back together, and you learn about them and their lives. And that's probably the highlight. The highlight to me is how crazy the story is and then the relationships you build or not necessarily build but get to observe because, um, like, there's some fun, really well-developed characters. I'm curious who your favorite Bugs or uh, Grump would be because Grump is because mine is hands down Chanlo. And while they don't have specific genders, uh, Chanlo is the most overtly bro but positive bro who's also ends up he's, – he's gay but you don't – you kind of get they hint at it and then they like fully just confirm it later on which is hilarious with this dorky weird actual conspiracy theory uh guy that he hangs out with and the guy's nervous i I forget why i'm forgetting his name but the the paranoid nerdy dude is nervous the whole time because he's like he likes chanlo but he's uh he like he doesn't want to tell his feelings to him and ruin their friendship and then at the very end when he finally gets the courage to say it Chandler's like, bro, we've been dating for three years. Don't you remember that time, like, uh, where we made out and then you blacked out from happiness or whatever? And then he's just like, no, I don't remember that at all. And then he's just <laughs> like, oh, well, that's good. And then it's just like, it's the most wholesome thing ever. And like, I, I'm a Chandler fan through and through. It's just, bro, like, oh my god, he's the best. But like, there a lot of them are Wambus is one of their names. Like, the names are ridiculous, too. So, that just sounds a lot like Animal Crossing Villagers. They have the most ridiculous names. Like, I rename everyone. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that in Bugsnax. It's uh, very defined, but... So, you have people like Iggly, which is a penguin. Uh, I call him Pablo. 
uh, just because I feel like that's a penguin name. And then I have, what's her name? Uh, I, I forgot her name because I don't call her it, but it's this adorable little teddy bear. <laughs> and I call her Pop-Tart. Uh, and yeah, there's just, uh, you aren't able to do that. It's just like, this is their name. <laughs> so that's, and that's really to me, like one of the highlights of the game. And they're like ridiculous characters. And I, I very much enjoyed them and their interactions. But back to the conspiracy part and like what's what's going on. And so it's like, you have to flee this island. You have to flee the island and Elizabeth and her girlfriend they are very they kind of like stay and help you defend even though elizabeth has been absorbed by this giant like amorphous bug snacks blob like they are the island somehow and you you escape you fight off the bug snacks at the end everybody escapes and they make it and it's great and it's like okay cool cut cut to black right it's the ending it's kind it's kind of happy cuz you you go back to your um you go back to your boss and even though you've got proof of the story and everything, because she's like, you're crazy, don't go on this. If you don't come back with a real story, you're fired. And then you come back and she's like, it's a great story, but you're fired. You were fired the second you walked out the door, even with your witness, who's Philbo, who comes back with you. And he's great too, I like him, but Ch- he's no Chanlo. Uh, and so it's like, okay, cut to black. And th- you really do, you cut to credits and everything. And then if you stay, and if you finish this game and you didn't stay for after the credits and you skip to the end of the title, boy, did you miss out, because you hear a phone call, and it's your boss, and she's talking to some crazy, mysterious voice, and then you don't specifically know what's going on, but he's like, she's like, they didn't ask that, she's like, they're either too dumb to to know and to ask, or they're purposely trying to lay low or whatever, and they're like, we'll have to keep our eyes on them, and then they say some crazy shit, like in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, where it's like Hail Hydra, basically, but they say, it's like, you don't understand the language, but they some say something about, like, bug snacks, Illuminati, and the skinny dude who's Chanlo's, uh, who's Chanlo's boyfriend, basically, he's paranoid and has all these theories, and one of them is the Grumpinati, which is like their version of the Illuminati. And so who knows? I don't know if it's that or what, but somehow Bugs and Axe is tied together all in this crazy conspiracy theory. And that was real. Like, so there's clearly going to be some kind of crazy sequel. So and I'm so in. I'm like in for it. I, whenever I seen this trailer, I'm like, so it's a cute little kid's game about <laughs> snacks. And now I'm hearing about, I'm like, it's a cute little kid's game with Colts. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, we could let him play most of this game, and she would just, like, probably get freaked out at the end. Or maybe, I mean, it is kind of crazy and scary looking, like, whenever you go inside the, like, basically, you go in, it looks like you're inside a monster, but you're, like, inside the depths of the island, and that's when you see Elizabeth as, like, the quote-unquote queen of bug snacks. She's just, like, grossly formed out of all these bug snacks, and uh, so that's a little scary, and it, like... Everything stops getting so bright and cheery at the end when you're fighting off all the bug snacks and trying to leave. Like, the island's, like, blowing up, basically. So you're, like, it's, like, reds and stuff. So maybe she'd get scared. But, yeah, it's a game that you could probably let your kids play. Or you should. Like, there's nothing wrong with most of it. It's harmful. But that's why I was saying, trophy-wise, going back, and it basically lets you restart once you flee the island and everything. It's like, did you need to go back to do anything? And you have that option to now go and get trophies or finish anything off. But to me, after everything we've le- learned about bug snacks and other parasites, it just wouldn't feel natural to want to go and do that after, like, you're grossed out by bug snacks at that point. You're like, no, I don't want to catch more bug snacks. But I don't know. Maybe some people are, like, less hung up on the story. And they're like, I don't care. I'm just going to go get the trophies. So well, you can. I know <laughs> bug snacks at all. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that as a spoiler. <laughs> I told you it gets weird, man. It's crazy. It's so nuts. 
so there's there's dupes like there's a pop tick which is this popcorn kernel that you have to find a way to get on fire to because you it's too small to catch and then it puffs up and it's like it's an actual popcorn it's like you know a piece of popcorn and you can catch it then there's a caramel pop tick which is basically a dupe but it's on the other side of the map in the small cave which i found early on that's fine but it has to be raining in order to catch it and there's no predictor unless it's on a new newer update of when it's going to rain. And like I literally went to sleep and you can just go to sleep and try and recycle the day. I went to sleep in the nearest village because there's not even a place to sleep in that p- portion of the map like 20, 20, 25 times and it wouldn't do it. And I got so mad and so I had to keep going and doing other things. And then once it rained finally, I had to haul ass across the map because there's no fast travel. There's like one shortcut you open up, but it it's not to where I needed to go. I had to haul ass across the map while it's raining, hope, hoping it doesn't stop raining to try and catch this dumb little bug snack for the trophy. Uh, <laughs> and and so I got it. And that was... There's a couple like that where it's just... A, that's the most egregious. But there's a couple where it's like, did you, this just feels like filler. Like, you didn't... It felt like they really wanted to get to that... Hunt, I think it's a 100 number. Yeah, it is. And it's like, oh. you'd have been fine at 80. You Like, there's 20 of these you can Man, toss out. They should have made 150... No, the game would have had to be a lot bigger because it definitely feels like there's so many bug snacks condensed. Still, it would have been like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, again, it's and then clearly you're able to catch the queen, which is Mewtwo. So, I think it definitely ties into. And there's mini boss battles, and none of them were super hard. I actually think they're pretty cool. Like, I really like the one where you catch the. It's like a Mothra. It's like a giant pizza. You catch and cut it down from the sky. That's cool. Like I, I. The gameplay is nothing revolutionary, but it's fun. It serves its purpose, and the story is bananas. And really, you're there for the story and those relationships. Um, and it's not a goatee contender in that sense. Like it was a game I've been looking forward to playing That's like all. Fun. Yeah, it's it's a game I've been looking forward to play all year. Uh, you know what? This almost sounds like Ori, like the villager thing. Yeah, you get to learn the villagers. It's not like in this depth of learning them, but you have to help them so much. But yeah. Ultimately, it's a game I really enjoyed. I would recommend it to more people than like I'd recommend Final Fantasy VII to, but it's not a better game than Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm going to give it an 8. Actually, I expected lower. You expected lower? Like a high 7. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. I feel like that's fair. Okay. It's way better. It, graphically, I'm not, it's I, do, I do not care. It's adorable to me. It is kind of ugly, though. Maybe it looks better on the PS5. Honestly, I should give deduct half a point for the loading times alone. My God, do the loading time and they they're every single time you go to a new area and the areas aren't super huge and you're constantly running between them. So that is super annoying. Other than that, that was my big that's my big gripe. And like I said, there's just small things about the gameplay where it's like you could have fixed this and made it like a more a slightly more enjoyable experience. But the core of what they did, I really liked. Uh, I thought the puzzles were clever and fun. So it's an eight for me. That's been me talking about bug snacks. Do you have any comments before we move on to what you are reviewing this week? Does wait, do you catch the do you catch the Mothra and then it just gets like turns to a smaller Mothra? You catch it when it turns smaller, yes. Once you okay. beat it It's like those memes where it's like the final boss and then it's uh it's this giant scary Cthulhu and then it's like Whenever you whenever you're able to play as the final boss, and it's just like a little squid. Yes, basically <laughs> it's that. Uh, they all turn, but they all start out big and turn small. Okay. 
That's all I have. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then that's been my review of Bug Snacks. So spoilers are done for that. Uh, we'll let Dominic. It seems like Ghost Runner. Do you want to do a spoiler and non-spoiler? Do yeah, you... we're gonna need to. Okay. Okay. So now we'll we'll for lack of a better transition there because I can't think of one now. We'll, we'll talk about your review uh, this week, which is Ghost Runner. You talked a little bit about last week, and now I'm curious to see how you feel about it and what your final score is. Okay, so this game picks up in the second half. Story-wise or story-wise? Gameplay-wise, like, it's definitely reminiscent of Dark Souls. I've never played Dark Souls. I've seen people play it. So it's like that it's so hard, but once you beat it, you get that high, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Not all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh the story this i can see how you you said last week some people were mad at the end of the game for the yeah. story i don't know if it was for the story because i personally it, it wasn't the best story but i it was not bad to where it would drag a score down and it it definitely deserves points for that ending in my opinion because i can't get i'll, I'll talk about that later whenever i get into the spoiler part but I feel like the ending was just everyone hated it because of how freaking hard it was. <laughs> I want to toss my controller out the window. Full dis- I feel like we have to do full disclaimer. You had someone beat it for you. No, that was just one boss. Oh, okay. No, I didn't mean the whole game. I thought you were saying the whole last. I thought they beat the whole last level for you. No, I beat the whole, like, there was, like, just one level in the middle where there was a boss, and I wasn't really having fun with it at the time. I just really didn't want to play it at the time. <laughs> Also, full disclaimer, it's not like you called someone over. You had a friend over. Yeah, they were just over watching me play. They are like, I was playing it, and I was going to beat the boss soon, but they were like, hey, can I try? This looks like fun. I was like, sure, knock yourself out of the park. <laughs> and I just sat down and watched. <laughs> I mean, so I got the full experience. <laughs> Is it a hard platinum? Oh, my God. <laughs> Unless you want to spend at least, um, like, I would say eight hours maybe if, if you suck at it, is it that's gonna be? It's gonna be. It's hard. Just like, are the trophies based off of speed? Like beating it at a certain speed? Are they perfect runs? Like, what are the trophies? No. So there's one trophy. It's called R is for running, and <laughs> you have to beat a level without dying. So that that would be the one that it's is incredibly easy. hard. Oh, okay. I just went through the first level and just Makes cleaned sense. house. <laughs> but no, there's some levels like. Uh, there's enemies called wardens, which I don't really know which one is the warden, <laughs> but you have to deflect five of its shots without messing up. Then you, there's one where you have to get ten kills without using a sensory boost, which is an ability in the game, which would have been hard. But then I just found a spot where you can grab shurikens and like eat them at a bunch of little robots. <laughs> so how how close did you get? Like what were you at percentage wise? I'm exactly at fifty percent. And those last fifty, the last fifty percent would be extremely hard. Uh, no. So there's a bunch of collectibles, and what's funny is some of the hardest trophies in the game, mm-hmm. like ranked by the PlayStation, is uh, just collecting all the collectibles. Like getting all the collectibles, uh, has a ultra rare rating with two point five percent players getting it. So I'm on how long to beat, uh, about dot com long? right now. Right now, and it says the average main story is six and a half. <laughs> the main plus extra, which I don't know what that means. I guess maybe just probably how people naturally not quick running it uh, take is eight. 
and the completionist, which, you know, trophy, all the XP or whatever that would be on PC, um, or it's they achievements. The yeah, through Xbox. Oh, do they? Okay, that makes sense. And then that takes 11 and a half, according to them. So it's almost yeah, like I a would double say like, run through. I would say like four hours is to get all the extra trophies. That's if you're good. <laughs> okay, so uh, it just really depends because in the beginning, you, you really do suck at this game. And mm-hmm. then around like level six is whenever I picked up and I was like, okay, I think I get this game and I just started getting a whole lot better. Uh, and it doesn't help that you, some, you only have one decent ability until the last one. It's not that I hate the two middle because you get four new achieve or four mm-hmm. new abilities just i'm not the biggest fan on two of them but then there's a mind control one where you're able to control an enemy and then it'll kill everyone else for a limited time that one's dope and that helped me get through some of the levels and then the original which is a blink where you just freaking dash like 20 meters and can kill anything in your way which is that sounds useful (laughs) uh Uh, i noticed just now because it's Two games popped up when I put GH, Ghost Runner, of course. And the other one is Ghost of Tsushima. I just realized you played both Ghost games this year. Yeah. And I did it? not. I'm, I'm just saying. I thought oh, it was okay. funny. Uh, uh, okay, I think that's enough for the non-spoiler part. Okay. If, you don't, if you're interested in the spoiler of Ghost Runner and you plan on playing it, here are spoilers. This is it. Do not listen. I, I timestamp all of our episodes. I think I haven't timestamped one episode. Yeah, it uh, was three. Yeah, it was the third one. But I... Changed it again with four. I still have the timestamps for three. I just forgot to put it in the editing. I might have went back and changed it. I don't know. I'll double check that uh, for fact checking. But this is your spoiler warning. It's been extra long because I've been ranting. Uh, so from here on out, Dominic is going to talk about the ending of Ghost Runner because I'm curious. I may not get to this game. So I'm curious what, why people might not like the ending. Like what is the ending? Okay. So we'll start off with the just like you, you get killed by this mad scientist named Mara mm-hmm. who... Of course, it's a dystopia that you're in because the world ended. Clarification. No, I have not re-put the timestamps in. <laughs> okay, so correction. I know I'm wrong. If, if By the time this goes up, maybe they'll be fixed. Uh, so you're in a dystopia, and the man, the only reason everyone's alive is because of a man named uh, Adam, who is the architect. That's what mm-hmm. he calls himself. And he has a scientist who helped make the Ghost Runners, which is basically the cool police. <laughs> Uh, and they're, they're like there to protect everyone. And then Mara kills Adam because she doesn't like the way he's running it. Okay. Because he is a, he is a jerk. The theme for both of our, uh, is that like, is that like a secret? Is it hidden? It, I'll get to it. It's supposed to be like a shock when you learn, right? Yeah. They build you up slowly. Okay. So you have an idea something crazy is going to go happen. Because you don't know what. Yeah. So he's a, you're. As you're going through this game, the first half, you're like, who am I? And you've asked, you ask him this question like six times, and he keeps telling you, he's like, and then near the end, you're like, I said, who am I, not what am I? And that's whenever you- He probably should have been asking that earlier. <laughs> that's what, no, but he keeps asking him, who am I? And he just keeps saying, you're the perfect uh, balance between technology and flesh. <laughs> and as you're going through, I think the best boss battle, I'm going to just say it, is Tom. That's an elevator. <laughs> you fight an elevator? <laughs> it's amazing. So That's how you sell me on games. There's an elevator boss fight. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's supposed to be like a defense system, so no one can just take 
it all the way to the top and killed like Adam or Mara. And mm-hmm. whenever Adam dies, Mara reprograms it so it will stop you from getting there. And uh I just love it. It has the stupid it's witty comments too. A couple witty comments, but it's like you just have to climb up. It's it's not really an actual boss fight. It's more of you dodging projectiles and then climbing up the whole elevator because it is a tall elevator. <laughs> uh, and you only it. I'm glad it has checkpoints. The only boss fight that doesn't have checkpoints is against Hell, which is like a female version of you. The only other actual Ghost Runner alive is that. Is that the hardest boss fight of the game? Yeah, and that's also the one I didn't play or beat. That's the final one? No, that's not the final one. That's the second one. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't play it. I mean, I, I played it most part of it, but that's whenever my friend was like, can I try? And I was like, sure. And he just sat there. He, I died like 20 times, and then he was like, can I try? And so he died about 160 times before he beat her. Oh, okay. So he, it was clear. He, it's not like he was better than you. Uh, he yeah. was more persistent. But also he, uh, yeah, definitely more. He hadn't played the game either, I guess. Yeah, to be fair. he's never played the game. He got the hang of it about forty deaths later. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say it's fair to actually give him like a one twenty score, okay, uh, or a one twenty death ratio. Well, <laughs> I died about a hundred and four times against Tom, <laughs> and then I'm gonna just say Mara, who is the final actual boss, was easy. I died thirty four times. Okay. Wait. That sounds like a lot to someone who's not played this okay, game. Okay, if you've played this game, <laughs> it's a lot. Well, that's not a lot. And it only took me 13 minutes to beat her. Because I didn't lose to any boss in Hades that much. Also, I don't restart the whole game. Fair enough. Yeah, but, I mean, it, you also get one-shotted in this game. I mean, it was a joke, but... Yeah, and so... So, wait, why... You still really haven't gotten to why people might not like the end. I'm getting to the end. Okay. And now I'm at the end. So as you're going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I'm at the end. Uh, You're going. Like as you're about to fight Mara. She realizes that Adam. Who's the architect. He's been in your head the whole time. He's still alive. His conscience is in a place called the Cyber Void. Which is only accessed through Ghost Runners. And I guess Adam now. She's then she's just like, so Adam, have you told your puppet why I killed you? And she's just trying to get into his head and tell you that he's the actual bad guy when in reality they're both pieces of trash. Um, Wait, so why is Mara bad? Because she's it's like a communistic country, basically, in that sense. Like she she's like, I'm doing this for the future of Dharma, which is the name of the city. Mm-hmm. And even though it's really not. It's, uh, like, she's really not doing it for the greater good. She kills people who don't obey the rules and all that, and no one lives fairly. So, it's just, like, a normal, uh, no, I wouldn't say normal. (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, she's just, like, over, like, a control freak, basically. Well, Mm -hmm. Adam was just, like, sure, do whatever you want, but if I don't get my way, then I'm a, I'm a mess you guys up. Okay. And so does it end with you being, like, free, essentially? Uh, so there's a movement, apparently, and it's, uh, I, I don't know, they had, like, three stripes on their hand, and that was mm-hmm. their symbol, and, like, in the end, it really showed it, but uh, the people actually hated uh, both the leaders, and so in the end, you, like, I, 
Like I said, this is hard. Right after you beat Mara, you would think that would be the last level, but no, it's the level right after that. You go back into the Cyber Void because Adam's trying to take over your body now. He's like, now that you've killed Mara, I have no need for you other than your body. And you're going through, and there is some hard parkour in that. It's like you don't even kill anything in this whole level. It's just all movement-based. I died 172 times. <laughs> Jesus. And That's it's all... No, like, I got through all of it besides two parts within, like, maybe ten deaths. And then these two parts, I could not get past to save my life. I was, like, screaming. I was, like, <laughs> I was so pissed at this, like, these two parts. But after you get to that, that's why I say the ending's bad because of how hard it is. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that controller outside. It seems, I mean, like, if I played the game, I don't think I'd be all that interested in the story. Because it's, it's not the best It seems story. pretty standard, like... That's like a big common twist. Like you do all these things, even in movies. Like, oh, you think one guy's the good guy, yeah. and then you've you've been Most used as a puppet or a tool good. or whatever, and then yeah. oh, twist this person. That's not why I like the story. It's more of so as I mentioned last time. There's a girl named Zoe, uh, and that she's part of the climber. She's the last actual climber alive, uh, but she they called you Jack because whenever they first found you, a guy was like. Man, he is jacked up. So they, your name's he. Uh, she kept calling you Jack. Near the end, whenever you find, whenever you beat the last level, you meet Adam in the cyber void, and he's like, "You can't do this. I forbid you." And then you kill him, and then it ends. But what I like about it is, right after that, it's Zoe on like, over like, I guess uh, the radio or whatever. Yeah. She's like, "We fought for our freedom, but this would not have been able to be possible." Without the man who uh, proved to his creators that this ain't their world anymore. And then it's just like shows you killing him. Oh, that's it cool. It was beautiful. <laughs> it's like, basically, it's just like, screw you, the government. <laughs> and then it ends with them being like liberated or whatever. And it, yeah, it shows them locking up all the freaking, or not really you, locking up, killing <laughs> Do you, uh, so, I mean, does it seem like they're setting it up for a sequel or does it feel like pretty no, that feels well wrapped up? pretty well wrapped up oh yeah i also liked whenever he was like you can't uh he's like you can't do this i forbid you you ghost runner and he's like i'm jack and then he just pushes him off <laughs> i just felt pride <laughs> I don't, you'd get it if you played the game you you got invested in the the story of this little robot who could who had feelings <laughs> uh wh so what's your final score uh 9.7 that's that's what you had last time, right? You stuck with the nine point seven. All right, it's we got two games in here. Like, oh, come in! Ah! Oh, they're so strong. You, I can't get over how you sound like you're constipated on a toilet. Have you ever tried to lock these safes, Nick? Cheese, they're hard. <laughs> or vaults, I guess. Whatever. It's the vault. All right. So that's been our reviews, and now we are going to head. We are going to go ahead and end it with our question of the week. Uh, if you like this portion, by all means, let us know, and we'll keep doing it. Um, I think I'd like to do it just so it's something not as review-based. It's more conversational. Um, but it, it just depends on our runtime every week and then how much you guys like it. Uh, but since we got Christmas coming up, obviously we're going to have a cyberpunk-heavy episode next time. So I don't... We Maybe we'll do another Christmas one. Maybe we'll just talk to Andy uh, about, you know, whatever his, his this question was or who knows. But our question this week, because we're so close to Christmas, is just... What what is your favorite Christmas memory slash present? Like what 
is the memory getting the pre- getting the present itself, or was it like buying a game? zoning out playing that um it can be as an adult or kid we'd love to hear your answers i'll probably put this up as a post on instagram and facebook um or you can email us the answer of course uh but dominic you go ahead and shoot i'll let you go first so i really have like two i don't know there was just that i remember one christmas whenever mom wasn't able to get off work really early so we had like a whole day of waiting till we could open the presents that but they were like right before mom left they were like you can open one present I seen one that was just shaped like a video game. I was like, I want that one. And they're like, okay, open it. And it was Super Smash Bros. I was just like playing all day. And they couldn't stop me. <laughs> this was the Switch rendition, right? No, this was the 3DS. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that was the one for the Wii U. And then the other I remember one, this, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just for if this is your first time listening, he references mom instead of my mother because we are brothers and uh, we share the same mom. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't live at, at the home, I think, at that point. So You didn't. I think that was our Tucson. When means Well, that's redacted. But when me and redacted lived uh, in Tucson as opposed to living in Phoenix now. Yeah. Uh, I And then the second one was whenever me got our uh, PS3. Because that was like the first real console I ever had. I mean, obviously, it wasn't just mine. But it was basically mine. I'm the one who has it now. I remember that. Except on my goose egg. (laughs) Anyways, Uh, yeah. (laughs) I basically worship that thing. Do you remember your first game with that? Did you guys get... You guys got a game, right? Was it Jack and Daxter? That was at the Jack and Dax collection was the game you guys got with it? I think uh, the first game, I I don't know. I remember playing a lot of Shovel Knight. Did you... No, Shovel Knight was... That was on the PS3. We still have it. Yeah, but it was... It started on the PS4. Or, like, it was whenever it came out when the PS4 was there. I just remember that's like the first that and Minecraft were the two games I played, like, by myself. Of course, whenever I was a kid, I played a lot of Lego games, which, yeah, they're they were good for children. Yeah, they're they're not bad kids' games, Mm. they're fun, easy. You just collect a lot of things, yeah, mostly like Jack and then Shovel Knight and Minecraft were like the games I played. Okay, so I guess I, I was trying to think, I don't know, it's either or my best gift i guess probably was going it was always going to be um either the 360 i got for i only have i've only gotten two consoles for christmas i got a nintendo 64 when i was a child and then i got a xbox 360 when i was a teenager like the year after yeah it came out 05 i got it 06 which was when the ps3 and that price tag was announced no way i was getting a ps3 um at the time i'm like so that's 06 i'm 13 and there's no way mom and dad are getting me a 600 dollar playstation 3 um, and all my friends at the time were like, get an Xbox, it's cooler. So I gave in to peer pressure and asked for an Xbox, was told I was not getting an Xbox 360 because that was still too expensive. Um, and I remember I had to like get some of my own money, gave it to them, and they were still, they psyched me out. Oh, well, you're still not getting it. So I was kind of mad because I traded in my PS2 at that t- time, so I'm kind of boned without a console. And then, sure as shit, Christmas Day comes and the 360's under the tree. Uh, didn't have any games to play with it. Fun fact, first game I ever played was uh, the meme, the myth, the legend, Sneak King and Pocket Bike Racer. What? The Burger King games. The Burger oh. King promotional games because you go to Burger King and get them for like five bucks. And they were hilarious, but also not exactly like what you want to sink your teeth into. <laughs> um, so that's probably, those are like just the funniest Christmas memories. And then the Nintendo 64, same thing, no games. Uh our dad took 
took me to uh, the Blockbuster that was somehow open on Christmas Day, and they did not have any games to rent other than NASCAR 64. Not a fun game. I'm, we're not, I'm not a NASCAR person. <laughs> so, uh, like, oh, I remember that. I don't even remember, oh. really, my first memory outside of that with my 64 until I played Ocarina of Time for the first time. Uh, I do remember they gave us a Forza or something for uh, the PS3, and was I was just like, why? this? No, not Forza. Dirt. Right. Oh, Dirt. Okay, I was about to say Gran Turismo, maybe? No, but Dirt dirt makes sense. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. Why our, did you guys give me this? Our dad has always been a big car game person and tried to force it on us for some reason. When And I say no. Yeah, Mario, it's Mario Kart, baby. Mario Kart, and that's it. Yeah, really? Well, kart racers in general. I played some Mod Nation racers. Um, um, CTR isn't supposed to be that bad. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. I've never personally played it. But and I'm not going to. Probably not, yeah. I like kart racers, but I'm not like, I've got to play them all. Um, just Mario Kart. I'm trying to think. I don't think I really have a game where it was like I I popped open the game and I played that all on Christmas, like just crazy amounts. Um, <laughs> like me and Smash. Yeah, I like... That's also because I was a kid and I had like no actually good games. Yeah, but maybe... Did I get Double Dash as a gift for Christmas? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if that was... I think I did. If and it was, then it was that. Yeah, it was that, because I played the shit out of Double Dash. But, like, a lot of times they'd miss with some stinkers. Like, they got me Guitar Hero 2. Uh, I received that as a gift. It was. It ended up being fine. Like, I played it. I enjoyed it. But I did not want Guitar Hero 2. <laughs> like, that was not... As a matter of fact, I explicitly remember them calling me from the GameStop when they were buying Christmas gifts and going, what about Guitar Hero? And I was like, nah, not my thing. Christmas came and I got Guitar Hero 2 and I was just like, well, let's try it out. And it, it was fine. It was not, I was not one of those people that was obsessed with Did it. Did you get the, like, get the drum? That's Rock Band. And no. Oh. Yeah. Two, so. I'm too young. <laughs> a year later is when Rock Band and 3 came out. Oh, Guitar well. Hero 3, which did not have the drums and was missing out, and it wasn't until Guitar Hero 4 came out that they were they were basically a year late when Rock Band had already. I never personally owned Rock Band, although I did have the Rock Band experience yeah, going to friends' houses. Only thing I would have uh, wanted if I were to get something like that would be the drums. <laughs> That's what I immediately wanted to play whenever Rock Band came out. I, was, I wanted to go to my friend's house to play Rock Band so I could play the drums. And then it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Or I was not, like, either. super good at it or anything. I was all right at the guitar. To be fair, we're not very good at video games in in general. I mean, I'm I'm good at uh, Beat Saber. I'm, I, not to brag, but I got number 25 in the world on a level. Nice. And then I got immediately taken off of that position. I'm now in, like, 80-something. Yeah, I mean... Now I'm probably, like, around the 200s. I think a lot of people... I There's a lot of grown adults out there that if you handed them a controller and asked them to play like a round of Overwatch, they would not, even outside of, yeah, okay, maybe a bad example. If you asked them to play like a game that required any kind of fluid movement in 3D space, they would be lost. So I I would not say we're like objectively terrible, but we're also not phenoms. We're not. I'm saying more like hand-to-eye coordination. Like that's why I'm saying we're, we're probably not the best at something like Rock Band. I mean, I for some reason Inter- have a very specific exception for Beat Saber. Like I've been told very many countless times that I'm really good at this game. You are good at Beat Saber. I will give you that. But I, I just like any other game. I suck at when it comes to hand-eye coordination. I, I've just instruments have never been my thing. So Guitar Hero was like, oh, cool, and I played it for a little bit. But I ultimately, I, I think I sold it or something. Like I, 
after like a year or two, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to toss this immediately. But it was definitely like one of those things. I'm bored and I have no games. I guess I'll play Guitar Hero. <laughs> like, it was never my first choice. Like, let's play Guitar Hero. But um, that might be my biggest bummer gift. Uh, what would you say yours was? Biggest bummer. Video uh, game wise, like, again, related to video games. So it's not like it was an actual bummer because I actually asked for Crash. But then whenever I got it, I was like, man, these are not what I expected. And not they your really. Thing. Yeah. Like, I like Spyro and I haven't beat it. But it's still a game that I it's on my list that I want to beat. That, yeah, you enjoy it. I've played through half of it, and then I just like a, another game came out at that time, and I was just like, oh, it can I love get kind of boring. But this is just so much better. It's like that meme. It's like this is that, or I like this, or this is excellent, but I like this. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean that would probably be my biggest like disappointment gaming gift, and I. I phrase that lightly because if you get anything for Christmas, you should be thankful. There's lots of people that don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's always going to be bummers. There's always getting handed that video game where you're like, thanks, and then you're just like. I remember my friend got asked, or his parents got him uh, four video games, and he had all of them already. Actually, changed my most excited. Best video game I ever got It was a two-for-one. I got a Game Boy Color, and then I also got Pokemon Silver same day. Oh, that's obvious. Yeah, the best. I, I don't know how, but I somehow blocked that memory, yeah, and now I remembered that. And yeah, that bad boy. Yeah, no, I just and realized it, I bought it was all one of those things. Games. I wasn't expecting it because I didn't get it for Christmas proper, as far as Santa or my parents. And then we went to our grandmother on her dad's side uh, house for like that version of Christmas, where everyone gathered there, and my grandma bought me a Game Boy Color. Awesome! I'm through the roof, excited, right? Oh, then you know what? Then our aunt, she bought me Pokemon Silver, and then it's just like ah! <laughs> because I just realized Christmas is done. I'm not expecting like those gifts were never that good. So I'm just like, what? You know, I'm yeah. cool. It's gonna, I'm gonna get gifts. It'll be fun. I'll have a good time. I'm not thinking I'm about to get a Game Boy Color and Pokemon Silver. Yeah, that that just I would be nuts. But I remember last, not last year, like two years ago, uh. Whenever I went, I whenever I went there for Christmas, I I was uh she was like, "What do you want?" I was like, "Like anything." <laughs> and I got Pokemon, Let's Go Eevee, and um some new Joy Cons. Nice. I was, that that was a pretty cool gift. I I sat there for the rest of Christmas and <laughs> just played that because I was bored at at the house. Other yeah. Other than that, I was just like, well, uh, I just sat like on the couch while everyone else was talking. I was just like. What does this family matter? <laughs> I mean, sometimes when you're like an awkward little kid, God, video games save you on Christmas. Yeah, especially since on that side, we don't have any cousins to talk to, especially yeah. who are my age. Yeah. No. no. So that was a great memory. I'm glad I remember that. That made me happy all over again because that was a sick <laughs> gift. Or No, wait. The aunt didn't get me Pokemon Silver, though. Um, she got me Tony like a Tony Hawk game for the Game Boy <laughs> Color, which is not as good as the great Tony Hawk games for the primary systems, the 64 and then the PS1 um, and 2 and all that. Uh, did you still get silver? I did get silver that day. I think what happened was, and I think this is where I'm getting it twisted, our parents pulled, a, pulled one on me by waiting to give me the Game Boy Color till we got there. So, and then our, which would make more sense, and then our grandma bought on that side bought us or bought me uh pokemon silver okay fun christmas though 
I think that's all we have. Yeah, I think that that's gonna be. I know we drew that question it. a little long. We, we, we said we. Would. Yeah, it ended up being like a fifteen-minute question. But uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Again, um, share with us your greatest Christmas memories. You can let us know on the Instagram post I put up, Facebook post, or you can email us, of course, at ggwelostpod at gmail.com. We do appreciate so much every listen, like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, tune in two weeks from now for it'll actually be a little sooner than that because we recorded late this time. Um, we're going to be talking cyberpunk. Dominic will have a non cyberpunk game uh, to talk, and then hopefully I will have Andy or Romeo with me to talk. Misha will hopefully be here, but Andy or Romeo will be on the mic. Uh, and we're looking at getting a fourth mic here. Um, so maybe she'll be able to be here and they'll be here and we'll be talking cyberpunk because that'll be on a lot of people's minds of course and that game is going to take me forever to finish but i i'm Uh, finishing it was it like 100 hours that's with the side stuff i am not gonna promise anyone a completionist review but i will play the main story yeah probably (laughs) probably like 50 or 60 if i'm being honest I'm not like i'm i want to play the game it's going to be interesting but i'm not a fanboy the way some people are and so I'm dreading it a little, not going to lie, but I'm also looking forward to it. So we'll have that for you. I'll Thank- try to find a dope indie. <laughs> Thanks again, everyone, so much for listening. Tune in or tune in, and look forward to that. Uh, stay safe out there, guys. Have a safe day, night, week, whatever. Woo! Bye.